know the name of it by title. It's when he, what was it? The All-Star Game? Oh, yes. Is that what it was? It, the, <laughs> it was a concert. It was a concert? Yeah. I'm, I've seen a basketball game one. But I feel like it was like a corporate event. No, I think, I might be thinking about something else, but there was one time where like Ninja bought like Oh, oh. yeah. That, no. I think those are two separate 50 things. 50 is though. the level of petty I would love to yes. achieve. Yes. To just be rich and like petty. Yes. At least the people that kind of deserve it. We're good, right? Cool. Yay, we're back with Edson hey. again. What's good, you? What's good, you? Hey, I see you too at home. What's good? Technically, third time. No, they don't know about that. Oh, yeah, This yeah, is actually the about. first time. Yeah, I, we yeah. just met. On, oh, nice, nice oh, to meet you. Nice to meet you, yeah. Oh, crazy. Um, life, is, life is crazy. No, yeah, th this is awesome. Uh, choreographer, teacher, professional dancer. Booked professional dancer. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, as you're saying it out loud, is like a reality that settles in. Cause mm. I don't even try to navigate in those regards in terms of like, I guess, labels and stuff. But in the field that you know I exist in, in terms of career path, it is something to grasp yeah. and appreciate. I mean, it's but true. Yeah. You are all those things. Yeah. Those things yeah, are yeah. all true. They're Honestly, not exaggerations. No, facts. Thank you. My, I appreciate that. My mom always lets me know when she sees the Lotto commercial. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Angie. Angie at home. She will text me when her mom sees the commercial. She's like, I saw Edson on TV at 5 in the morning. Like... Connie, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you but I also understand you, she's a teacher. Like she's she has yeah. to be up that early. But yeah, no. I, ironically, I have yet to see it formally on any kind of medium that way. For real? Like, when I found out that it was out, I saw it. I think on like their Instagram, mm -hmm. and then I went to YouTube to just kind of rip the, uh, yeah. the video from there. But I have yet to see it like on TV or anywhere like that. I, I've definitely gotten hit up from friends that like were at random bars in Long mm -hmm. Island that just like <laughs> saw my face and I'm like, wow, um, you're welcome. <laughs> but That's fun. Yeah, that experience was was a crazy one in the best way yeah. to like describe it. Um, John Rua, who was the choreographer, oh. he's like a big bro mentor to me. He kind of is the blueprint in terms of like what I want to do dance wise. Mm. Um, he was in Hamilton, right? Yes. Yeah. He was like original cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. um, 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 oh my God. Oh the my God. The guy that gets in the, in the, yes. the gunfight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with John Lawrence. Yes. In the, um, in the recording. The name one. is, yeah, the name is forgetting, it's leaving yeah, yeah. me too, but yeah. Charles Lee, I think. Yes. Yeah. Charles Lee! <laughs> yeah, shout out to John Rowe. I'm a general. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to John Rowe, oh, big so bro. Cool. Um, yeah, he was a choreographer, and I was, doing a, a gig with him at the time mm -hmm. and like he put me on to the the job opportunity but I still had to go through like a formal auditioning process okay um so after like booking it that was something that felt like was truly something that I earned it wasn't just like you know we're homies so you could just pull right, up right, and, right, and right. be on tv kind of thing it was like he gave me the alley-oop and it was just on me to to dunk that shit. yeah yeah um that's what's up yeah and we shot it I don't I don't know relative to geography where we are, but it was like by Yankee Stadium. Okay. They shut down like a little intersection. I felt it was 
it was an interesting day because just that area, um, the people that live there didn't want their lives to kind of just be put on pause yeah. for a lottery commercial. So there, there was a lot of interesting sit, uh, scenarios that was going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. There was like one woman that was just kind of yelling into the abyss <laughs> about like, you know, us taking over the block kind of thing, which I can understand. Yeah. It's like, I think we had to shut down a bodega for the day, and mm. that's like, you know, people's necessities yeah. get, get put on hold. So. I can see that. Yeah. So, I mean, apart from that, it was definitely a fun experience, but it was, it helped me to stay grounded in, in the moment mm. and not be so caught up with, like, the lights and the cameras. Right, right, To right. still have that, like, perspective on who could be affected just by the production. Mm -hmm. But, um... All in all, I'm super grateful for that. That yeah. was like that came at an interesting time too. That this happened like last summer. Yeah. At this point, yeah. 2022. It's funny. I I don't I don't think I thought about like the choreography aspect of it mm. because it it comes off as like a very like free yeah. movement type of thing. Mm -hmm. So like I don't know what what was that process like? Like how did I guess like John give you steps or like direction? Like how does that work? Yeah, so there was like a vague list of songs that they wanted to try to accompany, like they're okay. dancing to. And so in terms of like making up choreo, it had to be super fluid and loose. Mm. Um, we did meet up like once or twice prior to essentially go over general phrases and sequences that we wanted to capture. Gotcha. And then there was opportunity to improv in between some of them. Oh, okay. So cool. a lot of what you do see is choreography, but yeah. then it allows me to like play a little bit more in terms of just the surroundings. Got you. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Like the one scene where I'm kind of like sliding down the back of a moving mm -hmm. truck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a little bit of a nerve wracking thing to do because that was like the first shot of the day that they Damn. wanted to get. And it's like, let's start with a stunt, right? <laughs> get um, this out the yeah. way. So they got like the, the conveyor belt, uh, uh -huh. the drop bed, and then they dust it with like baby powder to, oh. to get that sense of like real slide and traction. And it was, it was a weird <laughs> setup because they wanted me to have like a running start jump and then like, you know, silver surfer it down the thing. And, <laughs> And they want to capture like a specific frame or okay. like a picture of it. So it was, I don't know, I felt a little like John Wick, like uh, <laughs> prepping. He does that. his own yeah, stunts. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, commercials. 777 Lottery, if you, you know, check that out if you're Scratch in New York, tri state. I think it's only New York. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't York, know if anybody in Jersey Lotto. saw it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. no, makes sense. Also, did you, did you know like how. Latino the theme was gonna be um I knew they were leaning into like that type of salsa sound uh -huh. for the music but I did not have any inclination that it was gonna be as like rooted in Hispanic and Latino as it okay. was and that was something that like I grew a sense of pride in the process yeah. of and especially afterwards because it's like like my dad was able to share that like with my family and stuff and it wasn't just something that like I did that's Americanized. It was right. like they can see it on like Telemundo and uh -huh. so on and so forth. So it was it was a super proud moment to have awesome. in like my resume or thing of experiences. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I <laughs> that when I the first time I saw it, I was like, yo, this is Hispanic as fuck. I know, <laughs> bro. They have it. Love it. Uh, I think in the fittings, when they were just deciding what they wanted me to look like, mm. 
I was like, okay, I definitely look like I'm in like Little Havana. Or something. Yeah. Like, they they wanted the no, the button shirt with yep. the tank top. They let me keep my own jewelry, okay. which I think just added to the aesthetic. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, they had me like dressed kind of baggy with like some regular mm -hmm. black shoes. Uh, it was a very hot day, though. So they had like multiple um, copies, I guess, of the of the outfit. And then mm. in between takes, I would have like three people like the makeup group kind of fanning me down Yo. and patting me dry. and switching tank tops and shirts yep. just because it would just kind of be drenched from dancing Damn. that was like a 13 hour day oh yeah, shit. yeah it was like six to seven yeah. damn that's yeah. wild because it's all i mean all the exterior stuff is like daytime yes stuff. yes a lot of it was uh i mean a lot of it yeah was like setting up shots setting yeah. up like the equipment and lighting and stuff like that um but yeah they wanted to ensure that the lighting was as consistent yeah. as possible throughout the day um, which they did a good job too, because like obviously the sun moved throughout yeah. those twelve, those thirteen yeah, hours. Starting in the morning. Yeah, so they they were able to manage it not looking like they shot in six mm. and then seven, so on and so forth. Professionals. <laughs> yeah, that that was a learning. Like I tried to definitely be honed in to like what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah. To like one day be in that position, mm. but it, it was definitely a lot of moving parts. Um, Hell yeah. I learned that there's a person that gets paid for continuity, like oh, yeah. to ensure each frame is supposed to be what it is, mm -hmm. and like, you know, the way your clothes are, yep. are put together. I'm like, <laughs> wow, yeah. but it also makes sense, right? Yeah, so yeah, those little details really help the end product. Yeah, there's like, uh, what is it, uh, script supervisor? Yes, that just like make sure everything's by the book. Um, was that? your first kind of commercial experience? Because I know you've done like live stuff, mm -hmm. um, but like as far as like a campaign or like anything like that. That was the first commercial where footage I was recorded in made it to the final mm. cut, gotcha. if you will. Um, but it was also a unique experience where like I was the principal mm -hmm. lead, like there wasn't really anyone else in the shot right. except for like the extras walking around yeah. but it was like the commercial is me yeah. <laughs> um the first commercial i ever did was uh russell westbrook i think had a collab with jordan mm. and so they just had like a bunch of different dancers dancing in like his apparel uh. and his shoes my take didn't make it to the final end okay. but that was my first commercial experience got you yeah. got you i did that uh this was probably like 2015 at this time. I did that commercial okay. with Da. Uh, oh, yeah. Rob Bynes was there. It was a large group. It was a super large group. It was like older people and then like kids and then just a range of different yeah. kinds of movers. They were yeah. probably moving that that like line when because isn't Russell, Russell Westbrook is a Jordan athlete, right? Yeah. I think so yeah. So it's probably like his uh, his apparel line. Yeah. Yeah. So like they gotta a, get all the, the run, size what, run. What would you, what? What is it called? What would you do? Why not? Why not? Why not? Right? Something that like rings that. a bell. I'm just remembering like the W and stuff. But yeah, shout out Russell Westbrook. Bring that back. <laughs> Put me in the final cut, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But uh, I know, I remember, damn, what was it? Uh, was it for Fish? Uh, the concert? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is another thing. So I'll that definitely like say that like a lot of the 
big opportunities I've got have been through John Rua. Oh, word? And that, like, there have been a handful of opportunities where I've, I've had to go through just a formal audition process, mm-hmm. like, through an agency or just kind of word of mouth. But all of the, like, really big, extravagant things that I've done have been in, in part to John Rua's just passing me that, that, that oh. opportunity. Um, did, you, did you train under him? Yeah, there was a so how we even came about to meeting, knowing mm-hmm. each other. Um, I auditioned to be part of MSA. Okay. I think like early 2015 mm-hmm. or 2016, and he was the choreographer in the audition process. Mm-hmm. I show up dressed in like a highlighter yellow like uh, hoodie and like some skinny jeans, uh-huh. like light blue. Like I stick out essentially, <laughs> right? Um, so his style is predominantly based in like funk styles, a lot of foundational elements, mm. and so I kind of like lean into that growing up. Mm. Whereas like I feel like at, at the time, uh, a lot of the dancers pursuing professional work weren't really trained in that. It was mm. more like commercial industry type of movement. Mm-hmm. So naturally, the choreo came to me, and then just me being dressed the way I was, like I stuck out more and. Um, he saw something in me that was like, you know, I, I want to be part of this guy's like journey. Um, so he actually got in the agent's ears to like, you know, you should add this guy to your roster. Dope. So I get picked up by MSA and then he like reaches out to me and then I just kind of start taking his class uh, randomly. And then from there, we build that relationship kind of organically. Um, and then he hits me up about like opportunities mm. to do. I think this was the time he was working on Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And so there was a uh, traveler's insurance, the company. Uh. They have like, I guess, an annual retreat where they have all of their employees come in to this one location and they do like week long events. Okay. Um, so this happens in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's like oh. the summertime of 2016 Jesus. or 2017. And then they hire uh, some of the actors from Hamilton. So uh, it's like uh, John, the, the gentleman that played George Washington. Uh, Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. And then um, Anthony Ramos. Ramos. He was there too. And then his girlfriend as well. Uh, well I'm sk- yeah, her name, I'm leaving. Uh, oh, well then. <laughs> Jasmine Seifers Jones. Yes. <laughs> um, at the time they were together. Yeah. Um, so... They, they had, like, their own kind of performances and acts. They did, like, different numbers from the from the musical. Uh-huh. And John hit me and another uh, dancer, Brianna Mercado, to essentially dance origin, an original number to one of the songs. Oh, dope. So that was, like, the first thing, like, got flued out, stayed in, like, I was in my own penthouse suite type shit. Um, can I curse? Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to, as much, but I was in my own, like, it was, it was my first kind of luxury opportunity with dance involved. Yeah. And then from there, just different things came about. Mm. Um, what Fish. Was the, what was the song that you had to Oh, to? man. It was, it was, I think it was like three. I think it was, uh, oh, 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 and there was two others. I, names of songs sometimes for, like leave me, so I can't remember it right now. But yeah, it was uh, three numbers that he got to choreo, so mm. it wasn't like choreo from the show or the musical. Right, right. It was like 
his own stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just you too? Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, yeah, it was like a little stage. They had like a live band and stuff, so it wasn't too much room to, to play with. Mm. I don't even think they anticipated there to be a dance performance. For real? Yeah, I think they just thought they were going to have like performers, singers, and the stuff. The cast of Hamilton. Yeah, yes. right, right. Honestly, Ooh, it, it was one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around like, oh, sure. Yeah, I, I was the bullet. You know? <laughs> I'm Ariana DeBose. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, fast forward a couple years, he gets hit up to do a Madison Square Garden fish Mm. uh, concert. Um, And then he calls upon, like, I think it was, like, 50 dancers. Yeah, that looked Um, huge. He has a collective. Like, he has his own network of dancers that Mm. he calls The Grit. Um, So it's kind of like an informal team, people that he just utilizes that he trusts. And, you know, that relationship's there. that was a crazy opportunity as well, because it was like we prepped for about a month and a half, and it was, that was like a nine to five, Monday through Friday, like yeah. eight hours, like figuring out all these moving parts, because there were these, uh, what would you call them? Like risers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they, they were almost in a nesting kind of situation. Okay. Where it was like one set of risers would fold into the next, into the next, and uh-huh. so on and so forth. And they were like color-coded. I think it was like yellow, green, blue, red. Um, so like 13 or so dancers per group. And then figuring out these kind of militant army-esque mm. uh, transitions and formations. And we were supposed to be clones of the fish members. Right. That's what I peed. And so I got to be uh, Trey. Uh-huh. They put me in like <laughs> like a red beard and like <laughs> the wig and glasses. And it's just like this, this, this is a black Trey. Like this is <laughs> he put me like front and center of one of the sections, too. So it was like I, all these people get to see me and be like, yo, there's a black tray. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Um, I didn't turn into a meme, though, or anything like that. I think that that's something that, like, deep down I wish would have happened. Still trying yeah, to check that off the list. honestly. Just like, what the fuck? This guy's on stage. Um, but that, that was such a whirlwind experience because it was, like, being able – like, my experience with PD and just the competition scene is, mm. is one thing that I know how to navigate a little bit. But yeah. when it comes to, like – putting on a live show performance on stage concert wise there are some through lines that feel familiar and similar but there there's like other complete aspects that yeah take it to another level yeah. where I'm like I'm, I'm learning in this moment aside from just the dancing for um, sure dealing That's with like different departments and all yeah. that yeah and then it's something for like MSG <sighs> it's like it's an arena and it was sold out and yeah. we danced like into the new year so it was like the oh. first number was like eleven fifty-seven. that's fire and then we sell like part of the the dancing was celebrating yeah at the, at the drop and then it was like 30 more minutes of <laughs> of dance to to go and mind you like fish is the kind of uh, or they, they, they have the kind of environment where, you know, people are yeah. just in their zone. Yeah. They're, they're doing their thing. Let, let's just say, as I was waiting backstage, you know, you can smell yeah. the love in the air, oh, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> yeah. It was super dank. Um, so it, it, was, it was super dope to just kind of be in that instance because it's like, 
I always had the, the kind of notion that like some jobs or most jobs in the professional commercial world, mm. there there's like an an air to how you should <laughs> behave and navigate. Air. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pun intended. Um, but then being there in like uh, Madison Square Garden, where it's kind of like the mecca of right. New York and the East Coast, and being Jersey based is like to be in my backyard, if you will. Mm. Um, it just shows me that there's more than what I thought there was access to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's always like encouraging too. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to work with people like of that stature yeah. in the music industry too, um, where like yes, there is a professionality to it, and like of mm-hmm. course, like you want to keep it as professional as possible. But then like when you get to find out that like oh like. It's not so like uptight or like taken too seriously, you know, with certain artists or like certain experiences. Like that's always like a nice relief. It's like, all right, yeah, I can be myself. (laughs) When we got to meet the band, Mm. like they were all super chill and laid back. And I mean, that's probably just their nature and like, um, what 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 is it called? Jam band. Yeah, right. Like they just rock out. Their history. Um, They are that band. Yeah, known to be. It made that experience uh, that much more like worthwhile, knowing Mm -hmm. that the people at the top, the people that were like supporting, are actually down to earth and chill, and doesn't feel like, you know, two opposing forces trying to put together this performance. Or even like worse than that, like uh, they might not even have interacted with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like they could be artists that don't even acknowledge that other talent is on stage with them. Which I have had yeah. experience um, more more recent than not. Mm. Um, whether or not we get into that. I mean, that, that's up to you. <laughs> you don't have to say um, names. Yeah, we can yeah. talk, we get to talk about it off, off camera too. A-boogie. A-boogie. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um, but yeah. It'd be like cool. that. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you can't, you can't experience the great opportunities without knowing what the not so great opportunities right. are like right yeah, for sure dude and then like so like obviously you know been on stages in front of audiences what is that arena audience energy like <laughs> there is nothing like that like there was a small moment in time where i entertained the idea of like being a backup dancer and going on tour mm. but then i felt like my role or my purpose is to kind of be home and like just help cultivate and nurture the community mm. and i i can't quite do that like if if i'm out and about right that's not to say that maybe someday down the line i won't go for like a couple months or so but just that opportunity like again being backstage and then just like hearing that yeah like the prior to that the largest crowd that i've performed in front of was like maybe 2000 at like elements in boston Mm -hmm. one year and after a certain depth Mm -hmm. you can't see faces or figures really so you can't even compute that there are that many people out there but in msg like it's just a void and then like the flashing lights yeah and then with it being new year's there's like other elements to it oh yeah so it it just felt like a dream like i did not want it to end at all i really made sure that i was like intently present throughout it all just so i can vividly remember what those moments were like but 
it was it, it could have been an overwhelming thing like to just be center focus and I don't even know what the capacity is for MSG, but it's it like was like 20, the big. Thousand, I think. Yeah, like it was to 20. ridiculous. And then with a concert, it's different. Ridiculous, yeah. Obviously, you don't have the the pit the basketball is more court, standing yeah. room. So, yeah, 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 general admission, whatever. Yeah, crazy. Oof. Yeah, I, I remember like making eye contact with a couple, uh, not performers, a couple audience yeah. members, spectators, and them them just being like, holy, <laughs> like them them seeing Michael Jackson back in like the eighties <laughs> type, like just. I can't comprehend what's going on. I'm, it's New Year's. I'm, I'm at New York, and there's a black tray on stage. <laughs> it, was, it was just a lot of questions <laughs> that, yeah. that were being answered in that moment. Dude, what a sick experience. And then, like, again, MSG, the mecca. Like, know, that's man. the point. Every, every performer, not even just dance. Like, I hear uh, stand-up comedians talk about it all the time. Like, mm. that's the, the place that everyone wants to play just because it still has that. That history, Bro. I love that. It, it was funny too, cause during like the downtime of that day, uh, it was like a group of us that were, I think, just looking to go get food somewhere. Mm. So we're kind of exploring MSG. And there's like a UFC event happening in another room. Oh shit. So we see like the octagon from like, I guess the mezzanine level. <laughs> oh, there's a lot happening here tonight. Shit. Yeah. It's probably in the, uh, what is it? The, is it the Hulu theater still? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was. It seemed like a small, relative to the arena, it yeah. seemed like a smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space. I always forget they have that second <laughs> theater. Within I didn't an even arena. know. I literally thought MSG was just that one. Yeah, no. But then, uh, I mean, it would make sense that they would try to maximize. Yeah. The different kind of opportunities. No, they, yeah. bring they in. like legit moved MSG at one point. Oh, really? Like it used to be two blocks over. Oh. <laughs> it's like pushed it. That's crazy. <laughs> They just put it on like the bed of a truck. Like, <laughs> that's wild. Wow. The more yeah, you know. know. Is that, uh, would you say that's the biggest stage you've been on? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's 100%. That's, that's the biggest stage, loudest, all of the things. All, all the, all, all the, is, all the all ESTs. The, yeah. <laughs> Realest, biggest, dumbest. Dumbest. Happiest. Stupidest. Yeah. Stupidest. <laughs> Brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Um, and so the intention was never primarily about like the student's experience. It was just like, how could I capitalize and maximize this moment right. so that I can go like places. A portfolio. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, um, I don't know, I just had like a retro or introspective moment where I wanted to really think about like, how am I, on one hand, how am I separating myself from just like the saturated landscape of teaching? Mm. Like, what does my style look like? What does my teaching capability look like so that, you know, people that come into my class really feel like it's a unique experience and not just one that can be compared to the next thing. Yes. Um, so I started to think more of like, what do I want as a student mm. in the space that I am responsible for curating? Mm -hmm. um, and then that turned into like, just being intentional about what the training is. Okay. Like I feel like I've understood that my movement or my way of choreographing has a lot of, um, foundational elements and technique in it mm -hmm. and so there's an aspect in training that comes from that but it's also like mentally where are we guiding ourselves throughout mm. this hour and a half two hours hour 15 process um so I, i've taken a lot more of a grounded approach in terms of like what can i provide for the class what can i provide for each student taking the class and how can i help the environment feel like unique to what they're usually accustomed to or exposed to. Yeah. Um, but that that came with me being able to like take a step away from mm. just dance in general, mm. uh, let alone teaching, to really understand like what my relationship with that looked like, what I wanted it to be. Um, and then once I you know understood that purpose a lot more clearer and um, thoroughly, then I was able to make the proper adjustments in how I navigated, how I conducted myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate you pulling up. Each, yeah. each time has been, like, such a pleasant surprise. Like, I feel like there was definitely a point in time where I would have an expectation of not necessarily specific people showing up, mm -hmm. but just, like, a certain turnout, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But now I walk in, like, whoever shows up, whether that's one person or <laughs> if it ends up being, like, sold out and packed, I'm, I'm going to lock in with those that are in attendance yeah so i always love to see you in class and like just doing my stuff yeah no for sure i had been waiting for the opportunity because you usually teach at a higher level yes which <laughs> makes sense um i was like that's what i was telling rachel yesterday like it's like yeah like once i saw it's like oh shit it's mm -hmm. into beginner advanced mm -hmm. all right but I have to. And then this pop-up one, because that last one, that was like a part was, of a, a yeah, series, yeah, right? Yeah. You just kept like up in the level each mm. class, right? Um, this one, I had, I saw you had a slot, like maybe like last week I saw it come up like on Instagram. And I was like, okay, cool. I like SNC Chan Bodega. And then the morning of, I saw you post it with the beginner advanced okay. beginner on it and i was oh, like oh because they didn't like yeah, yeah okay yeah. Got it you. literally was just like a series of pop-ups yeah, yeah yeah, and then i saw you put it i was like oh okay oh we in there yeah oh we in there now i have to yeah. go <laughs> and i brought back a throwback song too yeah like, i love that that song is peak like 2000s yeah. early 2010s music just um, chicken head i know through. chingy right there <laughs> like that was a the time
<laughs> that was a time for just fun dancing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm here might. for it. Yeah. Honestly, low key. That I think that's something that I've been wanting to encompass in the beginner level mm. classes because I feel like there was there used to be a part of me where it was like a little ego filled where it's like, you know, I want to push the envelope so like I'll only teach harder level classes. Gotcha. But then is there was another part of it where it was like a little insecure in terms of like how can I not dumb myself down, but how could I make it so a beginner level class mm -hmm. is still a little bit challenging, yeah. but can be grasped. Yeah. Uh, and then I think taking it back to just enjoying it and having a little bit more like rooted hip hop elements in terms of grooves and foundation um, led me in a, in a direction where I feel comfortable and like confident with being able to teach like beginner level classes. Um, I felt like Jill's shout out to, to, mm -hmm. to my sister Jill's like she is the example of an educator yeah. instructor and so that was like a lane that I respect her taking. Yes. Um, I've taken her class multiple times and yes it's always education and movement. So that that was another thing of like not necessarily stepping on her toes but it's like there's beginner level classes that that's not something I just want to jump on into. But then, you know, CJ, shout out, shout out to CJ and Modega. Yeah. And then just like other people that typically uh, take my classes, they, they would inquire about mm. like beginner classes, like why don't I teach beginner mm -hmm. classes? So it just put a seed in my head, like, mm, I'll try it out. Mm -hmm. Just like, what's the worst that yeah. could happen? Like, I'll try it out. And um, I've, I've been enjoying how I've been doing with those classes and just the overall turnouts. and. Um, the energy at the end of the class, because I, th I feel like depending on the teacher, depending on the environment, the energy towards the end of the class can either feel kind of like defeated mm. or um, it was just something to do for the day and mm. now you're on to your next thing. But I definitely have been getting a sense of like fulfillment and joy seeing the people that have taken the beginner classes like really just let loose and have fun. Uh, still be challenged in, in mm -hmm. their own right and respect, but not feel like they're going home and, you know, it was like a shit show, essentially. Mm. Like, uh, it, it's almost like a proud dad moment. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no, like you said, fun, fun but challenging, I think sums it up perfectly, uh, your class. Cause I, like, just for example, um, I've taken Alice's class. Alice, Wu, shout out Mama Wu. Mama and like, Wu, Mama Wu eats. She teaches. She teaches at the at the advanced beginner level, like pretty consistently, mm -hmm. right? But like, her advanced beginner is like more emphasis on the advanced. <laughs> like, it's a push. It's, okay. it's it's an advanced beginner push. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like, I noticed the the two with you, um, is very open in terms of adding your own style or mm. feelings um which to me that's that's the challenge mm. you know because the steps are there and then and then it's up to you yeah you know to put that flavor on it so that so like when you're teaching like if you're teaching you know the first couple eight counts it's like okay yeah like this movement makes sense yep uh-huh <laughs> and then 
when you show it and it's like all those little nuances that you add to it it's like oh this is what yeah, we're really here to learn like yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna learn the steps but what we're really here to learn is like how to really sink our teeth into yeah. it yeah Love i think because like going back to me thinking about like as a student what i would want mm -hmm. like a lot of the times when i'm training and i'm taking class i'm using class as what it is like an opportunity to like take risks and mm -hmm. you know troubleshoot and then figure out what i can do more of what i could do less of what I, what I could do better so on and so forth and so i'm always pushing forth that like the choreo is the blueprint yes but the intention in, in the class isn't the what but the how mm. like how are you using your individual unique strengths to have this one-on-one -on -one conversation, right? Like, public speakers can be, um, like, you can focus on a person. Uh, public speakers can be captivating mm -hmm. because of how they conduct themselves in yeah. terms of, like, where, they, where their inflections are, right? Yes. Like, Barack Obama doesn't just talk like this, right? right. Like he can be a little bit here, but yeah. then he can like reel you in here. And so translating that to dance is like, how are you putting these nuanced mm -hmm. details and moments so that if we're doing the same choreo, it'll still look different right. based on just like our personality yeah. and yeah. experiences. It's like delivery versus information. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I love that. And then also that that has the that has to stem down from the teacher, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, for me to feel that comfortable, like, that's the energy that has to be cultivated yes. in the class. So, mm -hmm. like, shout out to you for doing that and, like, making us actually feel comfortable to, you know, want to take those risks and stuff. Because, like I said, like, there's been some classes where it's like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just learning choreo today. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Like, yeah. there's room for that. It's but that's fun to be able to find your own style in it but to feel mm. comfortable to go for it mm. you know i, I think love that like uh part of how i navigate like me conducting the classes has been setting those like affirmations mm -hmm. those intentions in the beginning because i feel like uh as a student when you walk into a space uh class-wise that's specifically um your goal is always to like just try to get the choreo mm -hmm. and then try to have fun doing the choreo, right? But then outside of that, it, it'll be a little bit up to interpretation with in terms of like what you're doing in the space. Mm -hmm. So as a teacher, I'm like, okay, we're all, we will all have our own goals, whatever they may be, but collectively, this is what I want us mm -hmm. to keep in the back of our head, which is to be present, like obviously not just physically, but like be mentally present um to to contribute as much as you're receiving whether that's like you cheering on your right. fellow classmates or like when you walk into other spaces you're not just taking up space mm -hmm. like you're providing something in return and then like giving yourself the grace to like figure it all out because dance has gotten to a point where it's so readily accessible mm -hmm. that like our intention to want to be seen trumps us wanting to be nurturing to ourselves and in, in the process and mm. not being like as hypercritical with how you do something but like really 
letting yourself troubleshoot, figure it out, and giving yourself the grace to do so. But still, obviously, having the drive and the determination to get to that expectation. But, like, if you fall short, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, no, and, and that can become such a slippery slope. Yes. Like, I know for me, mentally, if I fuck up on a move in a class, and if I stick to thinking about how I fucked that up or, like, mm-hmm. why did I fuck that up, mm-hmm. then it's just going to – I'm going to keep fucking up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whatever I'm learning next is not going to stick, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's going to be a hitch, you know, in the choreo when I get there. But in a space like your class where it's like, yeah, like, give, your, you know, give yourself that, that grace to maybe mess up and then find it, mm-hmm. it, it helps get over that stumble so much uh, more quickly. 100%. And then get back to, like, drilling and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 no, I know what comes next, you know? Yeah. It's really just about, like, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, um, shout out Gary Vee. He's definitely been mm-hmm. a figure that's, like, helped me get to... Uh, mentality where yeah. I can be of service and not just like a nuisance in people's lives but <laughs> it's really just about like understanding your strengths the areas you can improve on and then where you see yourself and realis- realistically knowing what you need to do to get there Yeah. so like if you're someone that like for me like I, I would like to teach I would like to like choreograph and creative direct and so part of that is like you know, creating a portfolio and just kind of being out and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. But I know that I won't get there if I'm just like chilling at home mm-hmm. and like, you know, not um, putting forth effort into choreographing or teaching classes or, you know, creating uh, projects to like show forth for entities and companies. Um, so it really, yeah, just boils down to like, if you're a dancer or this really just applies to life, like if you know or have it in you that you want to get to a certain place, position in life, whatever that looks like, just really understanding what you need to get there and then being honest about that mm. journey. Because uh, sometimes, and like I have friends now that kind of deal with this and I, I just try to be an example. I try not to like um, project myself and mm. what I think they should do onto them, but it's like, You'll, you'll kind of lie to yourself mm. and then walk through that lie, hoping you'll stumble into <laughs> what you want to do. Um, and, you know, that might work for some people, but more often than not, you'll fall short because mm-hmm. you're not being transparent to yourself. Yes. Yeah. And then that ends up, like, being projected outward. Mm-hmm. Like, if you lie to yourself, you're lying to other people. Mm-hmm. And some other people might have the wherewithal to, like, see through that. Yeah. It's like... Okay. Yeah, Figure that's a out. yeah, that's a foundation built on sand. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it could be there like that. F- for that second, yeah. and then something will happen and completely shake it, and mm. then you have nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, putting 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 your real self, not even your best self, putting your real Honestly. self forward, makes things so much easier in the long run. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm glad you mentioned like you know you you're being a choreographer teacher and you also um, have the creative director mm-hmm. bug too, um, which definitely got to mention Lady Lady because that project still... Shout out to the home team. OD, yeah. OD, MJ, salute. Hannah. I still think that holds up. Still thank you, man. Like, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I like... That was something that was, like, one of the things that was 
archived on my Instagram and in, in getting back to just putting myself in a light for people to be seen or for people to find me and, mm. and I'd be seen. I was like, let me let me pin this on my page so people can see it again. Uh, it is on my Instagram. But yeah, Lady Lady was like a passion project where like I just attempted to do it to the best of my capabilities with my resources at the time. Um, but in that experience, uh, I've learned and realized like there's going to be a point in time where I'm not going to be physically able and capable anymore, but I would still like to be involved in like helping put together the overall image. And um, I think opportunities with John doing like mm -hmm. the commercial, doing fish uh, MSG, really um, settles in the idea of like what I can do and how I can get there and what that even looks like. Um, but Lady Lady was such a fun project to do. It, it was the first time where I really had to like buckle down and um, a little like kind of going back to what I was saying before, like I knew what I wanted to do and I mm. had to be real, realistic about mm. what it took to get there. So. That was the first time where I had to wear like so many different kinds of hats mm -hmm. and like really just stay committed to the thing. Um, because as a leader in that sense, mm -hmm. like you can have people follow and support you, but at the end of the day, it'll fall on you to get it done. Yeah. And so that, that definitely taught me to just like be consistent and like stick it through and just enjoy the overall process of it. Like not to be so tunnel vision and what the end product needs to look like mm. that I, I lose sight and am not present in the steps getting there. Right. Um, yeah, staying locked in that. I mean, I don't know. Lady Lady will forever be something that's like obviously attached to me in terms of like a brand and whatnot, mm -hmm. but um, what it took to make that, to create that will always have like a special place in my heart. Yeah. Because I feel like I definitely learned a lot of lessons on that, that for the next, you know, feature short film thing that I create, it'll only increase in quality and production and all Hell that. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I, and like, I, I look forward to, we were talking about it uh, with Salute too, how like I really hope that comes back in style, like concept videos, mm -hmm. but like fully developed mm -hmm. concept videos like stories whatever like whatever just elevating it yeah, so it's yeah. not just movement on camera mm. um and i have yet to see anybody do it at that level thank you man. Since, like a it. whole album like i know i don't even like I th so shout out mackenzie dawkins my sister um well first even farther back shout out isosa oviasu oh yeah because he was the dancer that put Masego on my radar. Oh, like shit. he was the per first person that I saw like creating to his songs, uh -huh. and I think this was like music from the Pink Polo album. Oh yeah, that EP. So, uh, yeah, so that was the first I've that. I've heard of Masego. Uh -huh. And then um, there was one year where Bold, shout out to Bo Belza, mm. we went to Boston to perform at Quam's Rainbow Showcase uh -huh. event, and during that trip, Mackenzie played the lady lady album for me or like she played a song from it and then that kind of like reeled me in to listen to the rest of it yeah and then from there like just my brain was going and formulating this kind of story that didn't really make sense with how the album was like structured right so then i went to another homie of mine jordan best 
um, who served as like my executive producer slash advisor, mm -hmm. confidant to help me really like fine tune the story. Mm -hmm. We even had to switch around like song order yeah. so that it made sense and stuff. Um, but that opportunity really taught me how to outsource in areas where I can't quite do the thing and being okay with that too. Because mm -hmm. I feel like in a lot of, a lot of times leaders or creators will be so attached to a project that they won't let outside influences yeah. come in. And I, I wanted to be sure that that wasn't the case for this one. Um, so like I went to MJ, shout out MJ to help me like with the visuals of it. And then we put together the team with like Hannah Tran and Mark Salou mm -hmm. to help execute it all. And um, there was only so many things that I can do in terms of like visual aesthetics with framing and composition and things like that. So that was like full trust in their capability and strength and me just worrying more about like the dancing part of mm -hmm. it, the choreography, um, but that was like a village. It, it took a village to, to get that up yeah. and going. Yeah. No, and, and it was like great to see, because that was, I, I feel like at that time, I was like just getting my feet wet again with the mm -hmm. community and stuff. Like, this was like, like not that I was just, just starting out again, but it was still like towards the beginning of like me coming back and mm -hmm. getting involved again. So seeing that project in process was really encouraging about the like, the community that I was stepping into. It was like, oh, cool. Like people actually support each yeah, other here. Yeah, like, yeah. That's awesome. And like you said, there's so many different aspects that people helped out in, like not just talent, like behind the scenes mm. and like Jordan helping out and like offering up his place and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, shooting in his apartment was a yeah. fun day. Yeah. Oh my God, it, was, and it came out amazing. I, the, the, the viewing party was <laughs> awesome. Like, it's I like, it's like that whole process, it just seemed like a really cool process to, yeah. to be a part of. Oh, we were so dead ass about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and not even in like a, this like is going to change yeah, the world yeah, type yeah, of way. Yeah. Just like, yo, we're doing something cool. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. And that that's something that I definitely wanted to get back in terms of just creating because I was always a creatively inclined, if you will, person. Mm -hmm. Like, I was making uh, concept videos, like, in my basement mm -hmm. back in, like, 2011, 2010. And it was super low budget and super cheesy but it was it was always that fire in me to just create out of yeah. like the love that has kept me going throughout the years um i will say though to create something of that magnitude or capacity is like it does take a lot of mental power and um i guess know-how and i can't understand how um what what i think what was the netflix movie tick 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 boom tick tick boom the musical? The, yeah, yeah. The, the gentleman that Andrew Garfield plays. Uh, Jonathan Larson. It, it took him, like, a good chunk of his life just to get that thing up and running. Right. So, like, I kind of... Obviously, Lady, the Lady didn't go to that extreme in terms of, like, 10 years or so to create something, but I can empathize with wanting to put so much effort into one thing. It pops off or, you know, whatever happens with it, and then it's like, okay what's next mm -hmm. and then kind of going back through that cycle um so i try to give myself grace in terms of like the consistency of creating or like 
uh, creating from like a pure authentic place because mm. um, you're right like I, I would love to see concert videos or storytelling be a thing that comes back I feel like um, a person that just someone that I support and like respect as a creator uh, Tyreek Tariq Patterson Tariq J Patterson he's like a west coast well, I don't know if he's based out of the west but he's currently in the west coast he's a choreographer and he recently put out a visual where they were uh, dancing on like on an overpass and mm. everyone was wearing like dickies. That? Yeah. And it wasn't okay, something that <laughs> it was like really good dancing, really good camera work. Um, it wasn't something that was like rooted in a story or, or concept per se, just but it just brought back like artfully. Yeah, intended. just yeah, like no. wonderfully executed. It took a team to do it. And that that put like a battery in my back like mm. I don't have to always create lady lady level right. things like it, like projects like this can exist and yeah. still be impactful without feeling like you're going through a 13 song album to, to yeah. make a statement. But yeah. No, I I I admire work like that mm -hmm. because like I know how my brain works creatively and something that's just a part of my creative process is like justification. Like a lot of things like if there's a story if like if I'm writing a script, for example, and like I know I want something to happen in mm -hmm. it, I have to like justify why that happens or whatever, right? But to see something that doesn't necessarily have like a straight narrative where like you're following a story or a character, but it's just cool to look at and aesthetically pleasing and executed, you know, at the highest level possible, I. I want to free my brain up more to do things like that, you know, instead of being like so meticulous about like this has to do this because this has to happen and then that has to happen. Mm. You know, I got to check that out. Who's the choreographer? Uh, Tariq. Uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name. Tariq J. Patterson. Yeah. T-Y-R-I-K. And then Patterson with two T's. We're going to watch that. Yeah. After this. Cause. Uh, and he he's also somebody that's been on my radar in terms of like authentically creating like mm. i think he did uh, a oneer a one take sequence in his apartment where Dope. it was like the frame of the camera will be here and then it would like shift here and then come back and it would be a different Ooh. image him like in an outfit change essentially cool. without cuts um but let's bring that back to <laughs> rooster with me and da oh rue rue oh rue yeah. Yeah, oh my God, that, was so cool. that project, that was another project that was, like, I enjoyed myself yeah. um, in the process and, like, really getting into character in terms of, like, the acting and stuff like that. So that, that was something in my along my journey that, like, fulfilled me with where I want to be and where mm. I want to go. So, like, shout out to you for that. Oh, yeah, thanks. No, shout out to you guys for <laughs> actually wanting to do it, one. No, and then going in on the choreo, like... I knew the choreo was going to be good, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. Mm. And then when I was, like, watching it day of, I was like, okay, so we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, I mean, that's what's up because, like, I think we were coming from Boston yeah. that, that weekend. And so we were, like, finishing it up. And I don't even know if we send you, sent you the you choreo. You like, a, like, not the whole thing. Right. Like whatever you had to come up with up yeah, until yeah. that point. So it was, like, you just having so much trust and faith in us to, like, take on this one area of the overall thing that she wanted to do. And then like trusting us with our acting too. Cause I don't, I don't think up to that point, Da and I had really delved into acting mm. like that, at least like on camera to be recorded. 
And so, like, you just being completely open and receptive to that whole process, like, yo, shout out to you, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I ha always had you guys in mind mm -hmm. for that project. Like, whenever that popped into my head, mm -hmm. I was, like, listening to the song and being like, yo, this would be fire with dance. And then immediately thinking about, like, the brother story. I was like, well, it's got to be at Tim and Da. Yo, um, run that up. Go run that up. <laughs> Rule. Right, um, go run that up. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wrote with you guys in mind. So writing it, I was trying to match your guys' energy, you know, as much as possible to, you know, help you guys. Because I, I wasn't expecting, you know, an Oscar-worthy scene out of it. You weren't? <laughs> Not Bro. only because... The dance is the Ooh, is the highlight, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which and that's what I was saying. Like, if if I could come up with something that like I don't even need dialogue to set mm. up and explain, I would just go for it, you know. But that's just how my brain operates. Like, I need to tell the story, tell the audience, you know, why the why basically, you know, because sure, I, you could leave it up to the audience to figure out. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm just not that, that kind of... I think we need a sequel. I mean, I, we could do a sequel, a spinoff. Maybe a, I lose an arm in this one. Whatever. I, you know, you know I'll work with y'all on anything, anytime. Time is now. The time is now. Yeah, Matter yeah. Of, right now. We got three the cameras. Time is right now. <laughs> Let's shoot a concept video. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, no, I mean, start wrapping up here, but... Um, you know, besides teaching, um, creative directing, is that sort of like the end goal? Not even the end goal, but just the career goal of dance for you? Mm -hmm. Like, wait, it's like if I'm teaching and creative directing, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think that is the end goal. I feel like teaching is one of the most fulfilling things for me. Like, if I'm not doing anything else dance related and, and I'm just teaching, I feel like my purpose is in that, mm. being able to like connect with people. It's almost like I'm using teaching as a vehicle to do this grander thing, if you will. Um, and then there, I will always have a creative side where I would just want to help produce something or help put uh, together a vision. Um, even when my body's like broken down and tired. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think those are two things that I definitely would like to continue doing. Um, who's to say that something else won't pop up down the line and it's like my world is open to that, but mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future, those are two things I want to definitely commit to and continue to nurture. Dope. Well, I look forward to it. I look forward to more, uh, beginner, <laughs> beginner yeah. classes for Edson. At this point in time, um, I am working on... Like having a slot going, uh, yeah. a study slot going, both for a beginner class and an intermediate class. Dope. Just because like I've I've enjoyed my time in beginner classes, so yeah. I want to be able to stay consistent yeah. with that. Still at um, Modega. Yes, yes. Modega is like super home base for me. Yeah. Nothing against the other studios, but like it's if it's different. if it's not EXPG, then it's Modega. Exactly. And <laughs> it, is, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I, yeah. It makes complete sense. You can't hang out after class anywhere uh, like that. No, 
yes, different different vibe. And it's like to each his own. If if you as a dancer, as a creative, know what you want, and yeah. that involves you know other studios or other spaces, then you know so be it. But yeah, for me, I I know where I want to be and where I feel the most exactly. appreciated, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, you know, I really want it to be known that like you know it's okay. Uh, to have room for different styles of learning, different mm. styles of teaching, but also like it's okay to know what you like and what you don't yeah. like. You know, certain certain things are for you and certain things aren't for you, and that's okay too. Like um, you're not gonna catch me in a heels class, right? That's not to say I won't be at home practicing something, <laughs> but like you feel me? Just <laughs> un until I feel comfortable yeah. enough to get in public with it. You ain't gonna catch me looking dud at them. Oh man, no, this has been great, even though it's the first time. No, this is the first, like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's, there, there's evidence, but there's no evidence. <laughs> but yeah, no, I appreciate you, like, hitting me up, of reaching course. out, and I always love just connecting with y'all, like, yes. whether it's in this uh, environment or just, yeah. like, in life. No, so. for sure. You, you were one of the first, like, pure connections I made coming back into dance and stuff, so... Yeah, you know, you always be up there. Thank you, brother. Hell I appreciate yeah. that, man. That's a Maldonado, ladies and hey. gentlemen. Let's go. Do you want to let the people know where to find you? Uh, talk about anything coming up um, project-wise? You want people to follow? You could follow me on my Tumblr and Instagram <laughs> and MySpace. And, nah, um, at this point in time... I mainly just have my Instagram, which is official Edson, not Edison. To those out there ignorant, come on, get it together. I've been around for like 15 years now. Uh, official Edson or just Edson Maldonado on Facebook. Um, at this point in time, the warm-up is coming up, a showcase in Jersey. So I'm going to be performing in that a couple times. Um, teaching slots, more to come. I'm going to have like a summer residency and ho hopefully into the fall, end of 2023, that'll turn into like an official slot uh, at Moldega. Stay tuned for that. But any and everything dance related or life related, you can find and keep up with on my Instagram. Yeah. So uh, reach out. I'm not Hollywood. I'm not a robot. Like if you want to connect, slide in my DMs and, you know, we could be friends. I'm taken. So, you know, don't don't get any funny business yeah duh <laughs> yeah what a guy right uh, yeah i'm looking at you duh right. <laughs> thanks bro my brother appreciate Love you, you man. peace